Hey all, we are thrilled to be back from our month's hiatus as we took a much needed break. With everything going on in the world, we need time to take a step back. Thank you all for your patience and your support. Rest assured, we are safe and well, and we hope that you are too. Now, please remember to do your part to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. If you don't feel well, monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Social distancing is key, so please stay home. Looking for a social outlet? You can also send letters to Leuven at dm at dndraw.com right now. Also, there's a link in the description to our Discord server, where we love to hang out and chat with listeners. We are glad that we can stay connected in these times. And we also hope our characters' adventurers provide a fun gateway and are glad you are joining us on the journey. And we especially want to thank our adventurer tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, a Linux fan, Feral Joe, Grimfuse, Naked and Afraid, Mosiru, Shosuru Ajo, Mike C, Jeremy Kleinhans, Ryan Rea Vermet, and William McCracken. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, you too can support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you can get exclusive content and updates. Higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D our episode. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinert for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Next week, we'll be Serviceable Plots, episode 47. Join us now for Rumble Squad, episode 33. You speak gopher? With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Oric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the Human Druid Barbarian. Last time, Rumble Squad traveled through the vicious lands of the Champion, learning the dangers of the place. They came across a magical warhammer for Auric to wield, though they had to kill a demon in the process. Finally, they came across the entity responsible for opening the portal to the Abyss, who summoned forth a reborn Rydot. After defeating the Spellweaver for the second time, and destroying the demon who created the portal, Demean gave the party one last thanks before running through as Auric dispelled the portal behind him. So, as you all stand there, bloodied, Auric with a nice new scar, but victorious, you do hear, off in the distance, the sounds of moving creatures. Large ones. What are you guys doing? That's not good. Mm -mm. I'm not one to turn down a fight, but I think we'd better, uh... Find somewhere safe to hide for the moment. Auric, with your knowledge of stonework stuffed dwarven person, can you tell us what the points of weakness are in the arch? We can just knock it down real quick. Oh, I'm sure I can. So go ahead and roll investigation. So that would be a total of 19. Based off of your understanding of stonework, you believe you know there's a weak point that you can hit at the upper left corner of the archway. So you're pretty sure a couple of swift hits to that will cause the entire archway to collapse from the top. How high up is it? About 10 feet. Elaine, would you like to do the honor? I'll even let you use my hammer. Sure. I will grab his hammer. I will rage for this to go ahead and smash through it. Roll athletics. I rolled an at 20 for a total of 25. So Elaine takes the hammer, looks at the wall, holds it back, and this was a really dumb monster as she suddenly like unconsciously rages and swings and shatters it in a single blow the corner starts to crack and splinter and then it just crumples and falls to the ground as lane takes a couple steps back to avoid any 
damage there. And then I just, more forcefully than intended, probably shove the hammer back to Oric, like, let's go. Aye, good work. Let's be on our way. Did I mention I'm glad we're on the same side? So you guys are starting to travel eastward to head back towards the Ancestral Heart? Yes. Are you trying to remain quiet or are you booking it? I was going to say we would try and find somewhere where we could be well hidden for about an hour. So basically start making our way back to the east and then on our way start looking for somewhere we can duck into. Are you going to take time and be searching the area for a good spot? I think we just move. Yeah. I think just move and look. Yeah. Okay. Perception checks from everyone. Three. Twenty-six. Twenty. Elaine, with your understanding of the general brush and your gathered understanding of the Regorum over time and the different domains, you are noticing like this one area that you're in seems to be a little bit more of a path. So you are realizing that you're going to need to get off the path as you're scanning the area. And that's when between you and Auric, you are able to find a cluster of trees off the side that's densely packed with some brush and foliage that you might be able to use to help conceal yourselves. Do you want to risk it, guys, or keep moving? I I really think we need to take a breather if we have any chance of making it out of here in one piece. It's much better than those saplings I saw over there. Let's do it. Okay, so you guys scurry over and duck in. Who wants to make a survival check to try and keep yourselves hidden? I will. Total of 19. You use the brush and Elaine, as you kind of realize, like most of the creatures here probably don't just rely on sight. You get some of the dirt and the muck on the ground and use it to help disguise your scent. And she offers it, I'm assuming, to the two of you to do the same. Oric is going to grumble. I will push you into the mud if you resist. Getting mud on his armor. I'll help you clean it later. So I'm like pushing him down into the mud. <laughs> uh, this takes me back to the old farm days. He'll eventually relent, though. Elaine helps you smelly up so that you don't smell like a tasty meal, but just part of the terrain as you duck into this brush. And so initially, Elaine, you're the only one that notices this. But you hear a heavy thumping, and after a moment or two, Auric, you catch it as well. Elaine, you're able to peek through some of the brush upwards as you see a 20-foot-tall lizard-like creature with heavy footsteps and tiny little arms, and just sniff the air. (laughs) Thump, 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 and it gets further and further as a huge dinosaur passes by you guys along the trail. So you guys sit and wait. There's a few more times you hear various creatures roaming. At one point, you think you see this like large orange furred monkey looking thing leap from the branches, but it just seems to go from place to place. It leaps like 40 feet across. Oh, another point. You're fairly certain you saw some sort of four-armed ape-like creature as well, just clinging to the various trees, moving. So are we able to use hit dice and regain stuff? As a final thing, I would like a stealth check. 17 total. 22 total. I got a natural one. You guys sit and you wait. And at one point in the cluster of trees, Elaine, you see this almost humanoid-looking creature leap up and cling to the tree. A long barbed tail dangling from it. Two curved horns and a goat's head. Flies buzz around the creature as it looks around. It leaps again, and as it does, you see, in mid-flight, a large green vulture-like creature snag it out of the air and chomp into its neck and slam it into the ground about 30 feet from you guys. It starts to consume the creature for a moment before picking it up in two large talons and flying back off into the air. But you are able to take a short rest. So you guys wait after an hour. Current area seems to have quieted down from the various predators that have been searching. You still hear them off in the distance, but nothing seems to be nearby you. As it starts to quiet down, I'd probably reach over and tap both of them on the shoulder and do like a little walking hand motion like, are we ready to go? Vigorous nodding. Vigorous nodding as well. As we get up and start to walk then... I would very, very quietly just ask, do we want to just book it? 
I I think the sooner we get out of here, the better. I agree. Uh, I'd rather be out of here before nightfall if we can. It will be dark by the time you're exiting the territory, but you won't have to be doing any sort of forced march or anything. All right. I vote for that. So we're going to just start chugging out of here. You exit the brush and start to move quickly out. I would like a survival check, please, Elaine. Nine. You guys are progressing generally eastward. Elaine, you're, you're starting to lose your sense of space a little bit, and you're realizing you're not sure where exactly you might end up heading eastward. You're trying to retrace your steps a little bit to make sure you get straight back, but the terrain is messing with you. So after a couple of hours, you know you're going eastward. As you're kind of navigating through the various brush and trees, you don't know how far south or north you are now. Yeah, I want to just kind of basically position myself between like Orc and Lupin and tell them to like keep going while I just try to focus a little bit so we can still keep moving and just try to reach out to specifically to the ancestral hearts. You reach out and you sense chaos around you, but it's not as strong as when you originally got here. The abyssal presence seems to have weakened, but not enough yet that you can discern a particular direction very well. But you guys are headed eastward. Is there anything else you guys would like to be doing? Perceptioning. One final perception check for the last half of this journey. Five. Twenty total. Nat 20 for a total of 26. You guys are looking. Elaine and Leuven, you both hear the sound of that huge creature off to the north somewhere. But Elaine, you put a hand up as you notice ahead of you, hiding in some brush, a large orange ape-like creature that seems to be hunting. Not you. Hasn't spotted you yet. But it is hunting. And you hold the party for a moment as it leaps down and smashes something out of your field of view. And then it picks something up and slings it over its shoulder as it leaps back up into the trees and seems to leap from tree to tree. That's when you decide to proceed it forward again. But as night falls, Elaine, your vision goes. <laughs> Elaine, as you hear the various creatures around you, the conversation seems to shift from hungry blood meat kill to a slightly less violent sound of the various predators in the ancestral hearts realm rather than the pure bloodlust you were hearing before there's a focus more on the hunt itself and the challenge of catching prey than just kill shred tear consume quieter though when you were last here i would definitely like try to reach out again to the ancestral heart you can try one more time five <laughs> you reach out but you're not able to sense anything the chaos from the champion's realm must still be messing with you a bit i would definitely relay this to auric and Leuven that hey i cannot get a read on anything like i know we're getting close i know we should ask for permission before we like move through but i i got nothing guys like i i'm exhausted <laughs> Well, we'll explain if it comes to that. They'll understand. Maybe we'll have to fight something again. You know, whatever. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. Well, Luvin or Orc, would one of you want to take point for now? Yeah, you know, I'm going to motion keep heading that direction because I can't see anything. I. You guys will have to be deciding to rest soon unless you want to start risking exhaustion. Do we know that we're in their land or? You progress enough that you are confident you are in their land. You're not sure- we're in their land, but in their land. Do either of you, because I can't see anything, see anywhere to sleep <laughs> besides the ground? Luvin eventually finds something. Hey, this is another burrow, kind of like what we had before. Worked out last time. Very friendly accommodations. Would recommend. And I could do speak with animals because it's a ritual. As long as it's prepared. It is prepared. All right, then I will kind of like get down on my hands and knees and start doing the ritual part of it. To see if there's anything inside, like, as I crawl up to the burrow and just like, hello, anybody home? After a minute or two, after your spell is complete, little gopher pops its head up. <gasps> Gophers. Hi. I'm home. Who are you? I'm Elaine. You're not a gopher. N no. You speak gopher? I, I speak gopher. Can me and my friends stay here? We promise we will not harm you and we will provide you food in the morning. Roll animal handling with advantage. Does a 21 do anything good? <laughs> food. Food in the morning. Okay. There's space. Get in. 
I turn back to, to Leuven and Orc. The gopher says we can stay, respect their space, we'll feed them in the morning. Any special gopher etiquette we should be aware of? Don't squish him. <laughs> and then I like, crawl in. Cool. Okay, yeah, so I guess we all like, sh- you know, shimmy in and get nice and comfy for the night. So you guys, in your exhausted state, you've had a very long day with lots of pain involved. Yeah. Victory, but pain. And as you guys initially settle into this enclosed space, initially starting to think, you know, probably should keep watch at some point. Eventually, one of you wakes up, realizing you've been asleep for two hours, meaning to keep on watch, but nothing happens during the night. Yay! (laughs) So you all get the benefit of a long rest. You guys know it would be another day's travel to get to the Nightmare Skull Clan camp. You're not 100% sure where it is, though. So as the morning comes, you prepare for the day. The gopher is right next to you, Elaine. Mm-hmm. And just... So first thing in the morning, I will cast Goodberry, and I will hand the gopher a Goodberry, and I will also hand one out to each orc and Leuven. The gopher smells it, snags and runs into a corner, looks happy. Before we head out of the gopher burrow, can I try to reach out to the ancestral hearts? Go ahead and roll a wisdom check. Thirteen. <laughs> You reach out. You sense the various natural creatures. Can't reach them, it seems. I think you guys would probably notice that Lane looks frustrated. Just like, ah! I think we headed kind of north at some point, so maybe try to head a little bit south-east-ish as we, you know, shimmy out of the burrow. Elaine, you are going to be focused on guiding, I assume? Yep. Make a survival check for me. Twelve. Auric Leuven, are you guys doing anything? I'll be trying to keep an eye out for any kind of danger. Yeah, that's pretty standard protocol at this point, I think. Roll perception checks. I got a nine. Beats my eight. So you're traveling through, heading eastward, continuing along. This area, you recall, is not as heavily forested as most of the areas of the Rigorum that you've been in. It's definitely been cleared out quite a bit. And you remember that there was definitely lots of chopping of trees general logging done but like one thing you're noticing even as you're traveling through you don't hear any of that the logging specifically yeah after the past few hours you know you you occasionally would hear what sounds like thumping and you over time realized oh they're chopping down trees they're using them for lumber throughout the course of the day you don't hear any of that at all mind you had only been in this territory for a few days But it was only yesterday that you were last here. Just make a mental note of it. You proceed. As night is falling, you have not found the camp yet. I'm going to try to reach out again. Okay. You can do one wisdom check for the evening. Fifteen. You reach out. You've got to be close enough. But you sense nothing. You recall the last time you had traveled through the lands. There was an intense concentration and pull as you kind of focused on the spirits of the lands that definitely seem to be in a localized area, but you sense nothing. No pull, no spiritual presence. The various animals, but that's it. This is as night is coming. You will need to find a place to rest. So first off, I would look visibly frustrated. Guys, the spirits are starting to appear around her. What's the matter? I'm not getting any spirits. I can't reach them. I can't hear them. I can't sense them. Something is definitely wrong. I don't know if they've moved off the land or if something's blocking it or what, but they're not here. After hearing that from her, can I try and reach out to Yadamine and see if there's any kind of guidance as to what may be going on? You can attempt a wisdom check. I got a 15. You reach out to Yadamine for any sort of guidance. It's quiet, though. General sense of... Stealing yourself? Armoring yourself? Is the best sort of impression you can get, but that's all. I didn't get anything definitive, just a general sense of hardening myself. (sighs) Elaine, you said you're reaching out, but you're not finding anything. Is this different than other times? So before, I would reach out and they were there. I could sense them, I could interact with them in limited capacity. They were there. I got nothing. It's, it's just void. You were able to sense them immediately when we had gotten onto our lands before. Yes. 
at least their direction, if not a distinct point. Something feels amiss. Okay, well, we have some new data. It's a bit inconclusive right now, but sounds like Yadamin told us to steal ourselves, whatever that means. So another night's rest probably wouldn't hurt, and we can always try again in the morning. Worst case, we're headed out in the right direction, at least to maybe get out of these lands. And once we're out, by the way, I'm so excited. Look, Rumble Squad, we've completed two jobs. We've got a great resume now. We've worked with the Staff Federation. We've worked with the Nephany. This is going to be great. I'm going to reach out and put just a hand on Luvin's shoulder, like, you know, quiet. Okay, sorry. The question is, though, where are we going? Are we heading to Lady of Spirits? Are we heading to Vashi's land? Are we heading to the Boulder's land? Are we heading to the Nephany? Where are we going? I think we should probably try and head back towards Boulder, unless we got another idea. Question to the DM, is that the closest other lands uh, besides where we don't want to go back to? You don't know. Exactly. Because, essentially, the Lady of Spirits, Vashti, and Boulder are stacked atop each other. But you don't know where, how far west and east their lands extend. You don't know the breadth of their territory. Vashti's is very small. Hers you can get around in a day. However, they are all eastward. The Lay of Spirits is more northward. Boulder's more southward. But because you guys aren't 100% aware of where you are on the ancestral heart's lands, you can guarantee a bit more by heading super north east and you'll probably get to the lady of spirits much more southeast and you'll probably get to boulders but again the regorum's a weird place yeah it's not mapped out so based on what we know about the layout what if we head just straight due east i don't want to go near vashti's lands so i am in favor of either going northeast or southeast more than straight east, because if we wind up in Vashti's lands, we may have to deal with that hag again. And I'm done with her. I Well, we do need to stop her, but we don't have to do that right away. So which way do you want to go? I'm fine with the boulder. I know we have completed part of what he asked. So that would be finishing off that piece. We could then maybe travel over to the Nephany get that information sent out that we need to before coming back to Vashti. We might have more information and or tools and or resources at our disposal then. That's a good point. Better to finish out what we got and then take on the next bit. So it is 20 days from Boulder's territory to the Nephany. Just a reminder. Okay. All in favor of heading to Boulder first. I... I guess, can we search? It's... Oddly devoid of predatory life, you're able to find a nice, safe place and bed down for the evening, keeping watch throughout the night. Nothing happens. So you're able to get a long rest. You know it would be two more days before you're off the lands of the ancestral hearts. First thing in the morning, I'm going to ping. Nine. You're still waking up. Your head's not in the game right now. So Elaine. Here's a thought. A couple days ago, you recommended maybe rushing through on the back uh, where you're a hydrosaurus and we're, you know, being carried. Thank you for that earlier. Uh, yeah, why don't we do that? It sounds like there's not much going on here. So let's get out of here quicker. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. You said we haven't been seeing anything. Like you've seen a couple of little animals here and there, but predators were a dominant type of creature in this area. And they're just, they seem distant. They're not like, all around like it was before. Yeah, something's not right. I don't like it. Orc, yes, no, Hadrosaurus ride? I'm not opposed to it. I wanted to see if I could look around and see if we notice any other signs of people had been trying to rapidly leave the territory, or... That would be a survival check. I got a 14. I mean, the area you're in... You notice a bunch of various footprints. You're not discerning a ton of humanoid footprints. There's a few here and there scattered. It's hard to tell how long ago it was, but as far as you can tell, none of them seem rushed. And there's no big grouping. Okay. Elaine, do the animals have any kind of unusual uh, temperament? No, not really. They're the same chitter-chatter as before and nothing else of note. It's very weird. My best guess is they've moved out of the region. I don't know where or why, because they're not even logging anymore. Well, from what we know, if a guardian is out of the region, 
Their influence is still there, as evidenced by the champion. Something has me concerned about this. I or we would know that if they're off their lands, their lands are vulnerable. And we know currently, our understanding is that the champion was not near here, and he would be the biggest threat that we know of. So I think it's, it is best to just keep heading southeast. Yeah, I'll go ahead and be shaped once into the Hadrosaurus, just to give us some ground coverage and chug along. You guys will make some pretty good progress. Elaine, roll a survival check. 17. You are feeling very confident that the direction you're headed in is towards Boulder's territory. Auric Leuven, are you guys doing anything for the first leg of the journey? I'm perceptioning since we're making more noise now. I'll do the same. Perception checks. I got a 17. 19. You guys are looking around. At one point, Auric Leuven, you think you notice like a large cat kind of like stalking through the brush turns to see you, but it sees how large its target is and kind of like quickly like backs away. That's right. <laughs> so definitely not Vashi's wear tiger form. Not a tiger. Some sort of cat. But you guys proceed along. Still a weirdly quiet day considering your traversal here before. Second half of your journey as night is beginning to fall. You know you're probably about a day's journey still to Boulder's territory, but you will be having to find a place to rest. Can we find another hole to sleep in? Yeah. You guys are able to rest for the evening. So, last day, morning. Ping! I'm really tempted to just, like, incoming chuck my javelin lightning at a tree right now. (laughs) Out of sheer frustration. I think I probably would. Like, I'm sitting down all nice and calm. Yeah, so I'm all nice and calm. And I'm just like, coming. I just chuck it like the nearest tree. So Elaine suddenly leaps up, pulls the javelin of lightning out as it forms into a bolt of electricity, singes like two trees, and slams into a third. Those two trees have caught fire slightly. Smolder for a second and then dissipate because it was such a quick burst of energy. The third one, the javelin's halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no forest fire or anything. There's no forest fire because it's not fire damage. Nothing actually catches. There is a big singe mark, though, around the tree that the javelin is currently embedded in. You, uh, you doing okay there, Elaine? Just tired of this place. I just, I'm like grumbling to myself as I walk over and like yank the javelin out and put it back over my shoulder. Do you guys want me to turn to a hadrosaurus again? I, let's see if we can make some more progress. Let's do this. All right. I'll transform again then. As you guys take a pause, middle of the day to rest for a bit. Make sure that you have some drink, some food. You're still walking, but you notice a little blue jay actually comes up to you, flies up, flutters, lands on your shoulder. And it says in Boulder's voice, Elaine, if you are nearby, hobgoblins camp. On the edge of my lands, I may require assistance. Please hurry if possible. And the blue jay flutters off after delivering the message. Awesome. So chugging my water. Okay, so I guess we should probably hurry up. I won't transform again for the second half. I'll save that for when we get there, I guess. You know, you'll be just at this rate. You'll be just on Boulder's territory by the end of the night. If you push it a little bit, you could probably be at his place. Let's push. I can go ahead and transform again, but once we get there, I will have to take a a little breather to be able to change again. Yeah, sounds good. Alright, let's go for it. Alright, I will transform, and I'm going to book it as hard as my little hadrosaurus legs can book it. Okay, so you book it. Swift step for the first minute. The hour passes where you must transform back. Another bird approaches you from the north, lands on your shoulder, Elaine. It's a cardinal. A melodic, feminine voice comes from this one. Rumble Squad, a large band of orcs have entered my territory. More than I worry I could handle alone. I could use your assistance if you are near enough. Please get to me if you can. And you recognize the Lady of Spirits. Oh, no. Come on, man. (laughs) Who do you go to? So we could reach either, because we're closer to the boulder at this point. You are closer to boulders. Boulder has anvil in the cart. <laughs> Hopgoblins seem like they'd be less of a threat than orcs, right? Would we have that impression? Or are they both pretty serious? They're both pretty serious. Yeah. 
Make nature checks for me. For the sake of the hobgoblins versus orcs bit. 20. I got a 14. 19 here. Oric, you're more familiar with orcs in general. They tend to be definitely a little more on the Elaine barbarian fighting style. <laughs> tend to be very vicious and do more of a swarm tactic. Hobgoblins you don't know as well. You know hobgoblins, they fight, they do that, but you don't know a ton. Leuven and Elaine. Elaine, you've definitely, through all of your sailings, have heard of hobgoblin attacks and orcish attacks. Leuven, you've heard of the various stories from people at the tavern who have traveled through the lands. Orcs are bonded in clans, and they tend to focus on overwhelming their foes and attacking, some using healing magics to keep their warriors up and moving, but it's definitely a overwhelm, swarm, and kill. They are vicious and tend to be hyper-aggressive fighters. Hobgoblins are militant, tactical, and focused. They march with precision, and they know to strike at weak points. Hobgoblins know when to misdirect and when to strike. They are more tactical thinkers and more disciplined. Still just as vicious, but in a different way. Both basically bad in their own ways. What would you like to do? I think there's one more angle we need to consider in this choice. Okay, so the threats are both bad, one way or the other. We like both of them. The boulder has maybe been a little more hospitable, but you're besties with the Lady of Spirits, Elaine, so... Mm -hmm. But there is the fact that they're both guarding very different things. So the Lady of Spirits is guarding... I think we all know about what she's guarding, right? We kind of got a sense of it. It was some kind of evil or whatnot. Or she was if she had sealed away some kind of creature. Yeah. Some some kind of nasty statue that w- sounds sounds bad. Yeah, but we don't know if that's her or if that's the thing that she's protecting. That could just be her her tie to the land. Right. Boulder, we know a bit more about. He's guarding our cart and Anvil. He's also guarding the portal to what was it? It was literally the Earth's elemental domain. Okay. You know, Boulder is guarding a portal that will stop unwanted, powerful, evil Earth elementals from coming through. Okay, so it is an important point to guard. They're both guarding something important. He said he is literally preventing things from coming through. And she's guarding some kind of evil statue or something, I thought she said. She didn't say. (laughs) No, she implied that the statue behind her was something that could destroy us or something. Cool, 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 cool. So, basically, if either of them die, bad stuff could happen. And it sounds likely that one of them is going to die, whichever we don't help. Probably. I vote for Boulder. I was voting for Boulder. It's unanimous. Three votes for Boulder. Onwards to Boulder. All right. And now, a brief message from Leuven. Hi, I'm Leuven Cromdell. It goes without saying that I love partying and meeting new people. And, like most adventurers, I also have the good fortune of perfect health. But for the sake of those of us who are more vulnerable to COVID-19, I'm committing to social distancing as much as possible until this crisis has passed. I hope you'll join me and become my pen pal in the meantime. Just, you know, please don't lick the envelope. Thanks. Hey, this is Nick, the player for Leuven Cromdell. During these troubled times, we here at D&D Raw are keenly aware of the importance of entertainment media to help all of us get through. It is in this spirit that we're expanding the Nebersol network to include sending spells through electronic mail. Would you like to write a letter to Leuven? Well, now you can. Please address your letter to dm at dndraw.com, and Tony will make sure your message gets where it needs to go. Thank you. So, you guys continue on traveling the rest of the day to get towards Boulder's territory. Elaine, you're able to sense the difference before Oric or Leuven can, but the ground itself becomes more Earth-like. There's still plenty of trees, but there's definitely a much less predatory sense around you. You continue to travel as you eventually come across the land that the path itself seems to be much more solid more stones that jut out of the landscape, fewer trees. Still a soft chittering of birds, and as you progress as night is falling, Elaine, there is a familiar sound of friend, 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 trying to guide you in a particular direction. Leuven would not ask to stop and do this, but if he saw a zacade plant, and might even ask if you guys happen to see one, 
Let me know. Roll a perception check at disadvantage because you guys are hurrying. I got a 19. Okay. As you are entering into Boulder's territory, you think you spot one. You would have to stop and take a few minutes to go and collect it. For a couple minutes. You both are the best. Thanks. Make a survival check. 18. Luvin, you hurry up, take a few minutes, and successfully extract a second zacade. Yes! You scurry back to the group, and you hurry on following the sounds of what Luvin and Oric hear are just twittering birds around you. Elaine, you hear the friend, 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 as night has fallen. Elaine, you noticed soft little globules of light ahead of you. As you get closer, you notice the familiar flat terrain covered with thorny trees and wildflowers. Temperature, though cold most of the day, here is relatively warm, and you can hear the babble of the stream to the east. The house in front of you, constructed of common materials and stone walls with a thatched roof, and looks almost fairy tale like though well taken care of, and in the yard that is neatly trimmed near a very simple plain door. As you get closer, the door opens, and you see the Earth Genasi Bolter, this dark reddish clay-like skin, heavily muscled frame that looks almost sculpted, close to looking human, but the vibrancy of his skin and his amethyst-looking eyes give it away. I'm glad to see you have arrived. You all look tired from your journey. Please come in, rest. We'll be warned if anyone actually enters my lands. I think we should talk and see how you have been. I just nod. It's been a long, long few days. As you guys are approaching the door, Auric, you catch the sound of click, 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 and see Anvil approaching. He just stares at you. Do I understand what he says? He's like, hey, hi, did you bring food? I will pet. Mmm, good pets. I would offer over good berries. Mmm, good berry. I would join in on the pets, just maximize the loving. Mmm, good pets. He appreciates your pets and the good berries. He seems very happy, very contented, enjoying life. Not hauling around a stupid cart through stupid woods. The cart's a little ways away. Seems well taken care of. One thing you do notice is... Two of the stones that are near the house, upon closer inspection, have arms. <laughs> they look like big stones with little smaller stones for arms and legs that are just standing there. Awesome. You guys are just going in? Yeah. I would have walked in and after I gave over the good berries and a quick little scritch scritch. Yep. You enter into the house. There are a few seats available. Some chairs made of stone that maybe were made of stone fairly recently. (laughs) As he gestures to them, you see a small pot with a stew, it seems, going. Are you hungry? Would you like anything to eat? Famished. That would be delightful. Thank you again for your hospitality. Of course. If you recall, the walls of the interior are all made of natural stone, chiseled flat and straight. And most of the chamber is bare, save for the... Small furnishings that he has brought out. He gets a couple of bowls from the side of his home, brings them over and ladles the soup in, hands them out to you. So, how was your journey? Difficult, annoying, frustrating, exhausting, longer than it needed to be. Aye, but we succeeded in what we set out to do. So what can you tell us about this threat? Takes a deep breath and will start just babble info dumping unless someone stops him. He'll eventually hold a hand up. So you have been through a lot. And it is good to hear that though you are fewer in number, your companions are not gone for good. Though I worry about this demean that was with you. The Abyss is not a safe place to be in for any extended period of time. I'm worried about him too. We patched him up as best we could before he went on his way. And he is Staff Federation, so hopefully he he knows what he's gotten himself into. Hopefully. I wish him all the best. Now, this hobgoblin threat. I was alerted by some of the various friends on my lands. They saw light sources as a large group was approaching. There are dozens of them along the borders. I have scouts out, various elementals who are friends to my cause and help me when they can. But I am preparing for a fight. Hobgoblins don't gather along the border unless they intend to invade. 
I we believe that they may be working with the ancestral hearts as well. Yes, that is troubling news for certain. The fortune born has well had a lot of luck on his side in the years of his conquests. If he is working with the ancestral hearts, it must mean that he is getting something more out of working with them than out of simply trying to conquer them. If the Fortuneborn comes on your lands, how would you fare in a one-on-one fight? One-on-one, most likely I would be victorious if there was nothing else involved because these are my lands where I have the most advantage here. It is unlikely he will come on the lands himself unless he feels that will turn the tide of battle. However, because of that, if he falls, his other various captains and warlords will continue to try and push their troops on till either complete victory or strategic retreat. (sighs) They are a loyal group, to say the least, but they will not stop if they believe victory can be obtained. I, with my small amount of aid here, cannot do much against a force of this size, which is why I requested your aid, to help me defend my lands. And how exactly do you think we can help? I hold the most power on my lands, but you all have skill sets that I do not. Arcane, gestures towards you, Luvin. Divine, gestures towards you, Auric. And a certain tenacity for battle, gestures towards you, Elaine. Ripping things in two. We both have a sense of a connection to the spirits and to the nature itself, but I do not fare as well in melee combat as you might. I have power to be certain, but my power works best at distances, not at close range. I am looking for ways to make sure that I stay standing at the end of the day. Will you help me? It's the least we can do. Hey, you've been very helpful to us. I feel we should return the favor. I appreciate it. Afterwards, as promised, I can prepare the portal for your travel through. It will take some days, but you will be allowed passage to Z Saraton and see if you can collect the soul of the earth, as promised. I would be most appreciative. I can grant you some benefits, some protections while on my lands. Certain abilities that I have can be passed on to you to aid in any sort of defense. Beyond that, it's simply a matter of holding them off till they do not feel that they can win. Easiest way to do that is take out their leadership, but their leadership is usually their last line of defense. They will send soldier after soldier after you and after me before ever coming on to engage in person. Are you able to create constructs for holding them off? Constructs, no, but the Galabdur that are outside my home can aid... There are a few methods that also roam the lands that I can call to my aid as well. Beyond that, I do not have much in the ways of defense against a force of this size. Do you have any way to create an opening for us to get through to their leadership? I could cause a distraction if you want to attempt to circle around them. I have spells at my disposal if we are given the evening, which as of right now, I believe they are still preparing. So I don't think they will be striking tonight. Would there be an advantage to us preemptively striking, or probably not? You could attempt to disrupt them. However, I would have disadvantages because I would be attacking them outside my own lands. The whole reason they decided to camp outside. My power is nowhere near as high beyond my borders as it is within my borders. And going onto the Fortuneborn's land would give him the advantage because his powers would be at full strength. Exactly. That's why he waited and camped just outside, knowing that it would take him less than a day's march to get to me. What would be the best place to engage them in battle if they come on your lands? Close to here, make them come all the way in, or should we set up a position somewhere in the middle? Honestly, I can have some of the smaller elementals harass them along the way, try and weaken their forces bit by bit. Here is a very concentrated spot, but I am surrounded by earth. I am surrounded by the portal that I can draw power from. How would it help us if we uh, create as many light sources as possible in strategic locations? You know, I have my lantern, although I'll need more oil. Uh, We could also set controlled fires. Controlled fires could work. However, light won't affect them one way or the other. They have dark vision. They are able to see at night. If it seems they will be coming at night, I will see what I can do about providing more lights 
so that we have that to our advantage. I have a few spells at my disposal that could help with that. Fairy fire being one of them could help reveal a grouping and would prevent them from remaining invisible. I can also put down my totem. They would help spotting them. Do you have any oil for my lantern? It reveals magical invisibility. Mm, I do not. It's all right. I, I have enough for a little bit for a very small part of the battle if we need it. Well, if necessary, your lantern of revealing could prove useful against some of their iron shadows. If I were you as well, I would watch out for some of their devastators, some of the few casters of hobgoblins. They are known for going in and causing as much destruction as possible. Fans of fire, for lack of a better term. Do they have any magical resistance to fire? Mm, I believe they are resistant to some of their own spells. I have heard rumor these devastators can cast a spell with them in the center of that they will not be harmed, and yet everything around them will be. They'll make it dangerous to engage them in melee. They are very easy to take down if you can get close enough and strike quickly and hard. But they use a combination of iron shadows, ones that are most adept at being in melee, to strike melee fighters quickly and quietly. They strike at casters from the shadow who try to hide in the background. Their devastators are meant to go up against forces that can try to get close so that they can wipe out a bunch in a single blast. Their most common soldiers, though, they hit hard. They are trained to fight in combat. That is their sole purpose in this life. They have captains that help to direct them. They have warlords to help to guide. And they have the fortune-born that strategizes and works out tactics on the go. Fortune-born most likely won't leave the lands unless he feels his presence will make a difference in the battle. Most likely only if he thinks he'll win by making that difference. If he steps forward, he believes he will make the difference and he will turn the tide. You would have to be vulnerable for him to do that, I imagine. I would have to be just vulnerable enough. So how do we think we could turn them away? Weaken them. Wreck their forces. I know that they have goblins with them as well, but those are smaller creatures, usually able to deal with quickly. The ones that I'm most concerned about are not even the Devastators themselves, but I believe they have hill giants with them. Not many, but some. Well, this just gets better by the minute. Which is why I would provide you with what magics I could, and what powers I could while on my lands. Do you think we have a chance? I would have fought and failed and died if I thought that your aid would have been meaningless. I would not have called you here. Yes, I do think we have a chance. A difficult one, but a chance. That's all I need to hear. I'm ready. I will get word quickly through my various creatures and critters of the forest if they even begin to take a step towards the lands. Orc, I think you should not unprepare your spell. I think we might need it in a lull between waves if that's a given a chance. Do you not think we should inform the Lady of Spirits? I think we should, but... Inform the Lady of Spirits? That we will not be able to provide aid to her. Oh. She's being attacked as well by the Ancestral Hearts. Oh. That is what you meant by them working together. Yes. Ah, I mean, I can send an animal messenger to her tonight. It will reach her before morning. I'd go ahead and go with that. It's better a word late than not at all, I think. It might arrive to her before we're even, you know, done. Most likely. The battle won't begin by the time it reaches her. Could you send one to Vashti, too? Just to let her know what's going on in both places? I could try and inform Vashti, yes. I have not... Kind of looks a little bit concerned and pensive. I haven't heard from her in several days, but that is not too surprising, considering when you arrived on my doorstep last, you were all in hiding from the old Fay. If you think it would bring attention to her and put her in any danger, don't worry about it. But if you think it's safe enough, maybe she can do something. It's hard to say one way or the other. I will think on it, consult with the land, and see if it is a good idea, but... Lady of Spirits is a powerful enough entity and has been a guardian for a very long time. She's not much in hiding, so I will send to her. Well, Rumble Squad, I suggest we make what preparations we can tonight. I believe it's any day before they strike. They've been slowly gathering throughout the day. Even with their dark vision, I don't see them attacking at night. Their iron shadows might try to get close, but 
They know how the sensing on the lands work. They're going to come in force. They might use the force to distract from the iron shadows, but they won't just send the iron shadows. I will prepare my energies. Rest tonight. I suggest all of you get a good a night of sleep as you can. I know you've had a long journey. I'm sorry that tomorrow will be just another very long day. And that's where we're going to leave the story today. Leuven reflects on this adventure in a letter to one of his pen pals. Two. Isaac Havenblade. Orenthal. Rammer Empire. Nebersol Network Standard Shipping. From. Leuven Cromdell. 13 Life Nui. Year 322. My darling. We've safely returned from the Champion's lands, but only just in time for Boulder to be under severe threat. Tomorrow morning will be our greatest fight to date. One for the balance of power in the Rigorum, and for the life of a trusted friend. I would wish you were here with me right now, if it weren't so incredibly dangerous. As you know, sometimes I process feelings better through poetry than I do through prose. So, here goes. I know your eyes, and conjure your face through secondhand brushstrokes of acrylic paint. I know your passionate tone of voice through hollow quill tips, our only choice. I know the cold steel of 100 blades of fearsome foes, their intentions base through the forest, creeping in, their humid hatred sticking to my skin, the war of guardians poised to begin. Waiting this long to meet you was a sin. I hope I survived to tell this tale, unlike the ally we've forsaken, failed. I sincerely hope we can speak again after the battle of the Boulderlands. Yours truly, Leuven. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to Tony, the DM, at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Have a great week! <laughs>